to Your Property Podcast. My name is Michelle Cairns, your host for today. And today we're recording on the 19th of May, 2020. And we are ha- we've got Tim Matcham with us today. Hi, Tim. Hi, Michelle. Good afternoon. How are you? Great, thank you. Great to have you on here. And um, Tim, I've met Tim, you know, quite a few times on the uh, on the circuits of speaker training and uh, and and the networking meetings. And Tim has has always been known for working with investors and uh, you've had quite a a long journey in property until this point so do you want to just start by giving us a bit of a background of uh did you start out as in you know just looking for investors and that was kind of your your thing your niche or was it something that evolved as you went along on your property journey yeah yeah so uh thanks uh, michelle thanks for the invitation to to join you today really appreciate that my journey started back in 2011 uh, when I ran the New York Marathon and uh, I came back from that all inspired and fired up thinking if I can do that, what else can I do? What else can I achieve with my life? That's not to say that I hadn't achieved things up until that point, but I guess that was an extra fire up, an extra motivation. and. One thing led to another, and I, and I ended up at a at a property meeting, which actually became the Swindon Pin meeting, which I ended up running uh, a bit later on. And yeah, it, it was kind of I, I, at that meeting, I I had my pension valued and discovered that it was only going to be worth about three and a half thousand pounds a year. Oh. And at the time, I was involved in horticulture and garden design. And I, I literally was going to be digging my own grave at that rate. You know, I was going to have to carry on working until such time as I, I physically couldn't move anymore. So, yeah, property reared its head. And I recognized that I needed to educate myself because I, when, I, when I started out a long, long time ago, I thought property investing was going into an estate agent with a checkbook and saying, sell me a property. And when you've sold it to me, can you rent it out for me? I, I, genuinely believe that that was the, the the length and breadth of property investing I'd, i had i hadn't encountered networks like property investors network with simon zucci and so you know i i, I recognized that i needed to boost my knowledge my education in order to to make any sort of progress so i i i signed up for simon's mastermind program and uh, Simon won't thank me for this, but uh, I, I didn't. I, I didn't particularly get on with the course. Um, there was something not, and, and this is more me than 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 Simon, um, because it's an excellent course, and and there is, uh, without question, you know, if I hadn't done that, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing now. But for some reason, it it just didn't work out for me. That some of the strategies that were being talked about didn't resonate. You know, I was looking to replace my pension, and and all of the strategies seemed to involve lots and lots of hard work, which was contra to my purpose for wanting to do this. You know, my my reason why, and and I couldn't quite make the connection. And I and I had a uh, a meeting with Jilly Barlow, who was one of my kind of mentors, uh, a, a sort of unofficial mentor um, during Mastermind. 
and we sat down and had a chat and and she said look tim you know you're obviously very good at making connections between people and and so why don't we see how we can use this to good effect so that you can uh, advance in your property journey and that that sounded like the perfect answer that sounded you know i'm going to connect people who'd got really great deals with people who'd got the cash and and i seem to be able to do that very easily and um it's, it's funny because later on i had to to try and figure out what it was that i actually did because i've obviously gone on to to, to do mentoring and, and helping people and, and, and the first client that i had came to me and said tim how do you raise finance and i said well you just do it uh, because that was, that was what i was doing it was it was that easy for me it was so much in my flow that i i didn't really have to stop and think about it the, the the challenge though came for me because it's one thing to be able to raise it it's something else to be able to use that finance constructively and effectively and i guess when i started out i was very naive and i was very flattered to be approached by people who on the face of it had an awful lot more experience and knowledge about property than I did and the the and I, I guess you know I got blinkered I, I got you know this idea that I could go into these amazingly big deals and, and, and do things without really properly understanding what my reason why was the nature of the team of, of people that I had around me and you know, I found myself gravitating towards people who've got a very similar vibration and energy to me, which meant that there was there was significant gaps in our partnership, which was nobody's fault. You know, it's, it's just how it was. But I didn't recognize and didn't understand the importance of that at that time and so, you know, hands up taking responsibility for for it, you know, that created lots of very valuable now learning experiences let's start uh, somewhere right <laughs> yeah and, and i have to put a positive spin on it because otherwise it would it would have sent me to the grave that uh, i was um anticipating you know it, it it was they were really really challenging times and you know i don't think anybody can honestly say that that at, the, at that time we were really having fun um you know there were lots of challenges and there were lots of things that we didn't know and didn't understand and, and I, I guess those learning experiences now you know i've turned to such a massive positive and i'm eternally grateful to those people who were involved in that stage of my development for effectively helping me to become somebody now who's able to transform the lives of others through through the work that i do and and being able to give back is is a phenomenal thing so yeah raising finance for me was was my gateway really into property investing because at the time when i started out i had a fairly substantial hole in my bank account and so putting a deposit down when you had a, a big minus sign in front of your bank account when you showed it to the solicitors for proof of funds because wasn't cutting the mustard at all so i can imagine people listening are thinking um how did you go about speaking to investors 
you know when you had that big hole in your bank account and uh perhaps not as experienced was it just was it just having the conversations and people could see you know they could see your intentions they could see you know in the deal they believed in the deal as well as you um, yeah yeah and it, it's important to point out that when i started this there weren't the same fca guidelines so ps 13.3 wasn't in existence in those days so it was much easier to engage with people at networking events and talk to people about property deals but the thing is here there, there are three key uh, elements to uh, property investing in general. There are, there are people who've got cash, there are people who've got knowledge and experience, and there are people who've got time. And, and if you take any one of those key elements out of the equation, it doesn't work. You know, if you've got cash, but you've got no knowledge and no experience and no time, it, that cash is useless. It's going to sit in a bank account and it's not going to earn you anything. If you've got knowledge, but no cash and, and no time, equally that knowledge is, is of, of no use, little or no use. If you've got time and you don't know how to use it effectively and you haven't got the knowledge and you haven't got the, the cash, you know, there's millions of people, sadly, on the streets who have no idea how valuable their time is. And arguably, of the three, time is the most valuable because it's the only one that you can't get more of. You know, you can go out and get more cash, you can go out and get more knowledge, but you can't get more time. And I recognized the value of that time. And I understood that by leveraging the skills and the assets of other people, I could turn that to everybody's advantage. You know, so this wasn't about me winning. This was about, every, you know, about completing the triangle to make a very solid proposition and, and connect the right people to the right finance and the right project so that was the, the 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 kind of thinking behind it if you like that if if you took away any one of those three elements of knowledge cash and time the the, the tripod just fell over and and so i i was providing at that stage the time because clearly i didn't have the knowledge and i certainly didn't have the cash so I was, I was leveraging other people who'd got things that, that I hadn't in order to make the whole thing go round. Does that make sense? Yeah. What, in terms of like the actual deal or the finance, which came first? Because this is a bit like the chicken and egg for a lot of people. Mm. Do they look for the investor first or do they look for the deal first? And I know a lot of people have been in that position where they found a great deal, but then they're just sort of in panic mode trying to find an investor what is yeah. your take on that scenario because it's a, it's a yeah, i'm sure it's a common yeah, question you get yeah. asked it's it, it's a great one and and you know there's a bit of a politician's answer coming because there is no right answer you know i, I my very first deal that i that i came across was uh, with a, a business partner we were in swindon and uh, we'd got an investor lined up and then we went out and found the property we found the property we were due to exchange on a Tuesday at 12 noon. And at nine o'clock the night before, the investor rang up and said, look, I'm really sorry, but our family has had a change of circumstances. You know, my daughter's just announced that she's pregnant and my son-in-law has uh, announced that he's just been made redundant. So we need the cash that we would otherwise have invested with you. We need that for our 
you know, for our own family safety and stuff. So, you know, not really their fault, but we were left hanging. And I wasn't experienced enough at that stage to have a backup. So we were left in the lurch and, you know, very embarrassing phone call to the agent the next day to explain that actually the deal wasn't going to go ahead. Um, so great learning from my perspective that, you know, have alternatives there. So how do I do it now? I tend to have more than one investor and looking at a number of potential deals. And it's, it's very much an opportunity for an investor. So it, it's not... Uh, and a, a lot of people, when they're working with investors or trying to work with investors, it's it's very much uh, please, please, please give me the money, and and it's not about that at all. It's not the way that I work. This is about providing an opportunity to the investor to get a better return on their investment than they would otherwise have done if it had been sat where it it was up until that point. So. You know, it has to work for both parties and, and lining a number of people up. You know, they're probably also speaking to a number of people about different projects as well. And frequently you'll find that somebody may have the cash today. If they're ready to invest, they're not necessarily going to wait for you to get your ducks in a row for your project. So they may, may well go and invested in somebody else's project. But that's, that's life. And that's, that's where building the relationship ahead of time so that you have got, you know, a backup plan when needed is, 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 is so critical. So I kind of, I guess I do the two in tandem is, is, you know, I've got a number of investors that I'm speaking to and we're continually looking for deals and, does the deal match the requirements of the investor? Because not every investor will invest in every deal, even if they want to invest in you. And actually, that, that brings on an important point. Most most people will invest in you ahead of investing in the property. Uh, I was at a conference in London last spring, and the host did a um, asked a question and said, right, two two scenarios, you know, scenario one the um the deal really stacks it's it's a great deal the numbers all work everything's fantastic but you don't like and you don't get on with the person who's presented it option two the number is a little bit flaky it's okay but it's not quite so squeaky clean but you really got a good relationship with the person who's presenting it would you go with option one or with option two and out of the whole audience, about six people stood up for option one. The rest, and it was a substantial audience, stood up for option two, which was really telling. Like most people actually would prefer to deal with the person rather than the project. What, would, what do you say to people who are just starting out and they've never borrowed from an investor before? It's just something they've, you know, they've never done. Um, and probably the first question is, how do I find them? <laughs> where are they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i get asked yeah. this a lot yeah where 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 do these mysterious investors hang out yeah um i'm gonna i want to share a story with you actually michelle which which comes from the book uh, that i published a couple of years ago and it's about uh, butterflies mm -hmm. and the story goes along the lines of this and, I, and i'm probably misquoting myself here so forgive <laughs> me anybody who knows this better than i do um 
there's there's a couple of ways that you can catch butterflies. You can stand in your garden with a butterfly net and you can wait for a butterfly to fly over and you can run around and chase after it and hope that you catch it. But you've no idea what kind of butterfly it is and you've no idea when it's going to come in and you've got to expend an awful lot of energy and effort trying to catch it. And that's what most people do when they're trying to approach investors you know they they wait with some kind of snare ready to run around and chase after them it's hard work and they don't know what they're going to get out of it at the end of it if you wanted to catch cabbage white butterflies do you think if you planted cabbages in your garden you'd have a job actually to keep the butterflies out of the garden never mind bringing them in and and it's it's about understanding you know, the, the reason the butterfly comes into the garden when it's got cabbages in there is because the cabbage is providing a solution for the butterfly to lay its eggs so the caterpillar can grow into being another butterfly. And, and, and so if you, if you know what that, if you like, if, if translate that then into being an investor, if you know what the, the investor type of person that you want in and you know what their problems are and you know how to solve their problems, that investor's problems, do you think that those investors will actually come running to you? And the answer is yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and if you wanted a higher value butterfly, plant a different plant. There's something called a buddleia, which is also known as the butterfly bush, lovely purple spikes of flowers. You know, it'd be covered in butterflies in the in the summer. You don't have to run around and chase after them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming because they want to be there. They want a part of yeah. what you're providing for them. And it's adopting that mentality that really uh, is the differentiator. And, and it, it takes away from this whole, it takes away from having to ask for money. Mm. People will, will give it to you. Yes. You know, I had a call just before Christmas with an investor who'd got half a million pounds. He'd already got 200,000 invested with me. He got another half a million. Help, Tim. Can you, can you find a home for this? Mm. <laughs> You know, quick call to my my deal finder, deal yeah. sourcer. Um, you know, have we got any properties that we can 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 yeah. get going? Absolutely. You know, but that's because I have a relationship built up with that investor. They know me, they like me, they trust me. You know, and and you know, having that integrity to be able to work with people in a in an in an open way. You know, I've, I've had some challenges on the way. There's, there's no question about that. You know, when when things weren't going quite according to plan, but those have been magical learning experiences to be able to take forward, both to help myself and to help other people going forward. And there are things now that I, you know, be, because I'm so clear now about what works and what doesn't. You know, I used to say yes to everything, which was counterproductive, counter everything, just didn't work. And, and being selective and true to my values and true to myself now means that I've got greater control, which again is one of my values. And, and to be able to do this happily and to enjoy what I'm doing, which is, which is a marked difference from, mm. from three years ago when I was you know, I was, I was in a bad place, De delivering pizzas and stuff in the evening to make ends meet, you know, oh, and getting excited yeah. about being given a pound tip, you know, yeah, and that's three and a half years ago, you know, oh. it's, um, I appreciate you, you know, being 
really open about that because it is something that you know is uh it, you know there's this these hot topics at the moment in particular with particular trainers and and coaches and things where things have gone wrong and it's i think there's kind of these people kind of fall into two camps where on the one hand you've got people who seem to have bad intentions let's say uh, where mm. the integrity clearly isn't there and then on the other side it's like you know deals go wrong sometimes and i think yeah. it's about you know that's part of the risk that's part of the risk of uh, the you know the due diligence on part of the in- investor um on the part of yourself it's it's just just like life sometimes things don't yeah. go to plan I and mean, we all know at the moment things are not going to plan yeah and what's and what's normal anymore i mean what's normal who to, knows we're, we're gonna have to relearn everything but, so so in light of what's going on at the moment you know i don't know whether this is kind of applying to yourself but i'm sure for other people who have borrowed money from an investor where their intentions have been honorable they you know the, the deal did stack and now things are changing well i suppose what would you say to those people who, who have it, having to deal with a, an investor's yeah. money yeah. and um, would, would this kind of i imagine this puts a lot of people off working with investors because it's, yeah you know, yeah certain times and, and, and I think this is a really, really valid point, and particularly at the moment where things clearly aren't whatever normal was or is or might ever be again. You know, it's it's accepting that that you know things do happen. That that investment of any description. You know, if you've invested in the stock market, you've lost thirty percent of 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 what you put in there. If you if you invested at Christmas, you know, I've just had my pension statement through actually yesterday. And, and it's down 30 or something odd percent. Luckily, I don't need it tomorrow. So it's not, you know, it's a, it's a longer term investment. And the same with property, you know, it's a long term investment. It's not a five minute quick fix, get rich. Mm. And and all these people, you know, you've alluded to to, to people who are sharing that, that it is. And, you know, it's attracting people who are maybe desperate to to to, to make a change in their life. and. You know, I'm I'm quite keen to distance myself from that approach. Yep. You know, to me, it matters if my clients are uh, achieving success mm-hmm. or not. You know, I, 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 you know, the money's nice. Don't get me wrong, but the, the 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 feeling that I get when some of them shares with me a breakthrough is, mm-hmm. and it's life life transforming in their words, is is just phenomenal. But you know, if if you are working with an investor and and it does and it goes wrong, for whatever reason, whether it's your fault or not, you know, keeping in touch. You know, I have a six six stage process when I'm when I'm working with clients, and and the the last one is is PR because I I ran out of I couldn't think of a a P that, <laughs> but if it, effectively it's it's maintaining that relationship and building the relationship with the right investors and you know i'm i'm at an age now where i want to be able to pick and choose who i work with i you know so i'm not going to just work with any investor because they're chucking 100,000 200,000 500,000 at me i've got to have that right relationship with them in order to want to do that because you know i i want a harmonious thing i want somebody who understands that investing full stop is you know carries a risk 
and whether it's property whether it's stocks whether it's forex whether you know whatever it might be it carries a risk and you know most of the of the, the borrowing that i do is well, not most of it all of it actually is on loan agreements so you know it's it it is set out in the loan 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 agreement document you know how much has been borrowed how long it's been borrowed for when it's due to be repaid and what the interest rate is but i also put a caveat in there that you know if for any reason either party needs to change the dates or needs to change some aspects of it that we have a you know a grown-up conversation about it you know because ultimately the number one thing any investor wants is to know that they're going to get their money back you know and if they can work with you to make that happen surely that's better than getting all upset about it and 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 risk losing everything um yeah sometimes stuff does go wrong and um you know it's painful when it does that's for sure but but i think if you can make if you you know work with the people you like to work with who resonate with you because they're they're working with you for the right reasons and that you're working with them for the right reasons be selective about it you know there is plenty of money out there if you if you approach it in the right in the right manner you know don't make it hard on yourself it's it's <laughs> property's hard enough and lonely enough <laughs> um, yeah no you make a good point there because it's about when you're working with people in this in this situation where they're lending you potentially you know part or all of their life savings there is a huge amount of trust huge yeah. amount of trust involved and i think that that relationship is so important that they uh, that, that you know you can communicate your integrity across and they equally have the you know belief with you as well that you know you're going to yeah. deliver and yeah. you know i've had many of these conversations myself where where i've sort of said you know it's just not it's you know losing this money for you potentially it's just not worth it like i it's not worth my reputation it's not um yeah. Yeah. my my reputation and my integrity is worth more than this so yeah. like hook or by crook like you said you'd be working with pizzas yeah. then you know you're going to get your money back um yeah, yeah. and i think yeah part of it part of the conversation has to kind of rely on that yeah yeah and and you know it's it's going to be particularly challenging at the moment in certain sectors you know if you're in the the hotel or um service accommodation sector mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing that the very large majority of people are, are are really facing very challenging times you know i was involved in a jv um down on the south coast with with serviced accommodation um you know and i really feel for those guys you know it's uh but you know they did the sensible thing as, as soon as they knew that there was going to be an issue you know communicate with the yeah, investor yeah, yeah. you know um it's completely out of anybody's control and and you know the, the investors just say they you know they can see what's going on in the world as well as <laughs> as, as we can in, interestingly, you know, you talk there about life savings. One of the distinctions that I've found is that actually, you know, a lot of people when they're starting out with borrowing money think that, that borrowing maybe 20,000 is going to be easier than borrowing 100 or 200,000. And I've actually found completely the reverse to be true because generally speaking, 20,000 pounds is somebody's life yeah. savings. 
<laughs> and um, I, I wish. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, they're not going to let go of it uh, terribly easily. You know, it's, it's, it's taken them a lifetime to, yeah. to, to amass that and, and they're going to be very demanding in terms of, you know, what their expectations and, and rightly so. Somebody who's got 100,000 or 200,000 has probably found a way of making 100,000 or 200,000 relatively easily. And in my experience, most people who've got 100,000 have probably got several other lots of 100,000 dotted around in various other projects. Mm. They're not putting their life saving, although it's a bigger amount of money, they're not, not actually, everything. Yeah. it isn't everything for them because and they, their, their whole mentality. And what's interesting as well is if you go up then to 2 million, there's a completely different mindset as well. If you go up to 20 million, there's a different attitude and a different mindset because all of these kind of scales have a different approach and different way of valuing money and what it means to them. And, mm -hmm. and so actually it, it becomes easier the, the further up the scale you go rather than harder so most people when they're just beginning think i'll go for the little amount because that'll be easy and actually they're making it really really hard for themselves yeah. <laughs> Un unknowingly maybe in in, in many circumstances so That's a good point yeah it's 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 something i i certainly found um was was prevalent you know when i was you know raising i probably raised about three and a half four million pounds now and, and some of that's been in small chunks and some of that's been in more substantial chunks. And every single time, the larger amounts were easier to work with than the smaller. Oh. Every single time. Well, that's a really inspiring story. And um, thank you for sharing with it. Is there anything that you, you know, any sort of final thoughts you'd like to share with people about maybe what's going on at the moment or if people are looking to work with investors? Any, any final comments? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is a really good time now to be looking at working with investors. Um, you know, the opportunities that are out there, um, people are going to be looking for alternatives because of the the stock market situation. You know, I, th I, th I think there are massive opportunities out there for people to to start engaging with investors. And you know, if this is something that that, that people are struggling with. Um, I'm, I've actually launched uh, an online course, and we go. We, I take people through the six uh, stages of uh, working with private investors, and um, as, as part of that, also I'm, I'm going to be running monthly Q and A webinars, so people can access me directly and ask me questions. And we've got a, a closed Facebook group as well to, to help support people. And actually, the first few people who sign up are going to get a 90 minute power call with me as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, where's, that's um, where can people that's, find out about you? Um, so, so the link for that is at uh, propertyfinance.coach forward slash property ambition. Okay. So, that's propertyfinance.coach forward slash property ambition and uh there's there's details on there um about what the course involves and and uh, 
everything uh that, well, hopefully everything you need to know <laughs> fantastic well um we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well and uh also we'll put a link to your book uh which is on amazon and it's fantastic read so if anyone hasn't read your book and this yeah, is a great resource yeah. to uh, yeah yeah that's well. on audible as well incidentally oh, right, okay. yeah michelle so quite a lot of people Good. access both both versions but mm. uh, I know the audible version is uh, is pretty popular. I know that. Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time, Tim, and all the best with launching your new program. It's very exciting yeah, times. Thank yeah, thank you very much indeed, Michelle. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Okay, take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye.